Welcome to the Positive View Podcast, the podcast where we explore life circumstances, mental roadblocks, and endless opportunity to discover the positive view. I'm your host, Brianna G. And I'm your other host, Christy Murphy. Today, we're discussing negative thinking traps. Mm -hmm. But before we get into that, at the end of each episode, we set a mission for ourselves. This week, our mission was to ask ourselves whether we are a positive, negative, or neutral influence on others. Christy, how did that go for you? (laughs) This one's easy. It is all of the above. I've got to be honest. uh, This week wasn't the best week for me as far as positive thinking. I was very low energy. I was very tired. Um, I kind of have been on a high of getting like tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff done and, uh, and including like doing a lot of fasting and having a lot of energy and, uh, and all that came crashing down this week. Um, it was very much a, more of a hello, darkness, my old friend kind of week. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, my sister was having the same kind of week. And so we decided to take a break and take a rest. And so in that way, I would say by being the proponent of a rest, I was a positive influence. I will say that in our pre-show, I don't know if I was a positive or negative influence, Brianna. I'll let you be the judge. <laughs> I suspect I was occasionally maybe a standard on positive, but mostly negative, And probably, I think my best all week long was neutral. So mm-hmm. uh, I ran the gamut this week. I think there's been other weeks where I've been more of a positive influence. I will say I'm hoping to be a positive influence in this podcast, which thank goodness is about negative thinking because I'm in the mood for it, Brianna. I'm in the mood for it. (laughs) Well, I can tell you that you were a positive influence this week, both while we were talking and while we weren't, because as I said before, uh, I used uh, coloring this week to help uh, increase that positive thinking or increase kind of whatever is going on this week, um, as well as uh, being a part of the typo team, which was a really fun experience for me. So um, I will say for me the same. Obviously, um, I think I talked a little bit about it last week, but it's just been a real rough couple of weeks. And I am noticing just uh, trouble sleeping, uh, just low energy, as you said, which tends to lead to eventually low mood and I would say this week what uh, it usually is a we're a positive negative neutral and kind of what I wrote in my notes for this week was just shoot for you know like 80 20 80 20 positive um And so this week, knowing that I didn't feel the best, I really did have to uh, put some energy into being positive, particularly when I was at work um, and around uh, my colleagues and and my team members, not wanting to do anything that's, um, you know, more making a challenging um, job even more so or making a challenging, not that our workspace is challenging, but just being in healthcare right now, as you can imagine. Uh, is and Maybe so just a little yeah just <laughs> not wanting to bring it farther down I guess um, and I just had to also know that I was doing the best that I could and had to tell myself what if this is good enough and just kind of get through the week and I did and I feel like <laughs> I was at least 70 30 um, and then I should say probably 70 30 positive to neutral I don't think I was uh, overly negative in the presence of others this week so I'm counting it uh, I'm counting it as a win I love that you're counting it as a win because I actually think telling ourselves things like, you know, I'm going to count what I was able to accomplish, which was the best of of what I had in me, is a really great way to avoid negative thinking traps, which Mm -hmm. is our topic this week. So when I say negative thinking traps, Brianna, what does that mean for you? (laughs) Once again. I know you get sidled (laughs) with it. (laughs) No, Uh, I am also, you know, I was also a little nervous about this episode just because I don't want to focus. I don't want it to kind of go down the, like a negativity spiral and just talking about how negative things can be. But I think it's important to talk about these things so that um, I can remind myself and then hopefully others, you know, get something out of it as well, that uh, we're not going to be positive all the time. 
And sometimes my thought patterns or the way that I think about things are holding me in a more negative space. So when we talk about negative thinking traps, they are those, you know, couple of very specific ways that my brain can start to uh, interpret or the way that I can start to look the lens through which I start to look at things that tend to take me in a more uh, down into a more negative, or I'll say over, I don't want to over into a more negative direction. And so in preparing for this, you know, negative thinking traps for me is one of those things that I've just been negative thinking traps or patterns that I've been working on for a really long time. But I wanted to see kind of what was out there, what are some other ways to think of it. So aside from like the word, you know, there is the word trap, of course, um, there's pattern. Um, I did see there's uh, one phrase was thinking distortions. Um, but it is just that sense of looking through uh, or looking at the world through a particular lens that maybe isn't giving me the full or most accurate picture of what's happening. Yes, I totally agree. And I immediately thought when I heard the phrase negative thinking traps of, um, and then this is going to show my age, but Admiral Akbar in, uh, I think it was Star Wars, the first one, it's a trap. Uh, and <laughs> I immediately related very strongly because I think we mentioned it over and over again. I think people have a tendency to have the certain types of traps that they fall into over and over again. And I think the benefit to thinking about what is, what does my mind sometimes accidentally do that I'm not conscious of so that when it comes back, I remember, Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. We're not doing this one again, which for me, I mean, we, we mention it all the time, but for me, like the monkey's paw universe that if I really want something, <laughs> I'm going to get it, you know, like that. I want to be beautiful. And now you will be blinded. Do you know what I mean? These horrible <laughs> shows that I watched of like, um, well, you, you you were talking, you remembered it was the gift of the Magi, the selling the watch fob or whatever, ah, something for a comb and sold her hair. Who sells their hair, Brianna? But this woman did and then you know, Christmas was ruined. And um, <laughs> the whole point, like I think the hope between knowing like what of those negative thinking traps is, if one of the reasons why I'm worried about doing something or saying that I'm proud of something, I don't want to say it or share it because I'm worried I'm going to look big headed. I already know that trap. Okay, apparently I think I have this sort of Macy's balloon head that's just waiting to expand at any moment. And um, that is definitively a distortion. I have a normal-sized human head and uh, saying good <laughs> things about myself will in no way affect it metaphorically or physically. Although I will say I, I am a pretty cheeky person, uh, metaphorically and... Uh, in regular life as well. I'm mostly cheeks and teeth, if anybody ever were to see me. Oh my goodness. Oh boy. I there's a lot there. I love all that. I mean, Not all like, of it's relevant, but there's a lot there. Second. Oh. Um yes. So it is important that we identify for ourselves the particular traps or uh, perspectives that can sometimes, and for myself, I'll just say, sometimes get me into trouble. Because one of the things that I really had to understand as I started working on these things is that they are not necessary. They're not. They're for me. For me, they're not going to go away. Uh, at least in part, what I tell myself to honestly make myself feel better and to keep working on these things is this is the way my brain works. And I say it with no judgment and just a reminder, hey, this is the way your brain works. So for me, one of the, probably the biggest uh, thinking trap for me is black or white thinking, that it is, that there can really only be two ways. And it's either the way that's gonna help me or the way that's not gonna help me. And that is it. That's, that is probably my biggest trap. And I know now that I'm in it when I'm using the words always or never, or um, in, in particular, when always and never are very, very, very exaggerated. So maybe something that's happened to me one or two times or happened one or two times, suddenly it's, oh, this always happens, or that person always does X. Well, 
no, they don't. And no, it doesn't. And what I appreciate with this particular trap is knowing that it's there, knowing that that is my tendency or that that is the way my brain works, the minute I get always or never in that exaggerated way uh, is a clue. Now, because I also know how my brain works, uh, sometimes I will catch it and sometimes I don't. And, and, and that's, I just have to understand that that's, that is what's going to happen. And again, going for like that 80, 20, 80% <laughs> of the time, I'll be really happy if I can catch it and reframe my way into thinking more positively or honestly, just thinking more accurately as far as what is actually happening. Um, that at this point is my goal because I understand that this pattern is pretty set for me. It's, it's relatively lifelong. And so what I can do is try some, a couple of different skills or techniques to work with it and, and still be able to, uh, despite it, I will say, um, still be able to look at the world through a more positive lens. Yes, I'm glad that you brought up black and white thinking, because for me, my black and white thinking has a tendency to take the take on the form of, and now it's all ruined, right? Now you've ruined Christmas. Now mm -hmm. utter failure is mine. And it's one of these weird, uh, it's, it's really interesting. I'll, I'm a very strategic person. I like to think of the most efficient way to do something. Uh, could also be the flip side of my laziness, but whatever, we're going to look at it positively, <laughs> Brianna. Uh, and so I have this weird thing where if it can't go exactly at the most optimum way, then now it's all ruined. So I'll give you an example. Literally, we take a break between when we do our pre-show talk and when we record our episode, and I am currently fasting. And I was laying out tofu for soup for my guy for later, and um, I ate a piece of tofu without thinking, and I'm fasting, Brianna. Well, now, of course, if I were to use the black and white thinking, you know, Christmas is ruined, all is ruined, I might as well just have a cheeseburger, Brianna. That's not how it works. Just because you've decided that traffic is really terrible and you should have woke up three hours ago, and you missed the first right-hand turn, so now you're going to have to make a U-turn. What's the point to any of this? Let's go through Jack in the Box drive through This isn't how you have to run your day, Christy. You can just make a U-turn. You can just <laughs> wait a little bit longer in this line. You can do it anyway. You can actually do this in a way that is not necessarily the most efficient and the best way, but it is a way. And I have to remember mm -hmm. that it is not more efficient for me to not do it because I can't do it efficiently. This is how I like have to work <laughs> my way around that. But I've got to tell you, I am the queen of one little thing goes wrong and I'm like this close to wanting to pack the whole thing in. And uh, no, no. So when I'm, when I get that Christmas is ruined feeling in my heart, I have to remember <laughs> that Christmas is not ruined. There is still a chance. There is still pie. We can make this happen. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, and I really, really appreciate that hearing that because I actually, <laughs> I had something very similar happen this week and I, and I thought of you and I'm surprised I forgot to talk about it in our conversation before because it, it was literally that I had, to, I missed a turn and I had to like, I'm not kidding for a good minute I was like maybe I just oh gosh maybe I just won't do it because for me it's not just the all ruined there's the black and white thinking there's some of that but for me one of my thinking traps is if I if I don't if I don't know what I'm doing or if I'm if I don't look like I know what I'm doing then I'm not doing it which is crazy for me to think because I love new things. <laughs> we did a whole episode on <laughs> being addicted to newness, but um, I had to get an emissions test this week. And of course it's the end of the month. So I've like waited about as long as you can wait. Um, uh, and uh, so I was, I've been looking online for like two weeks for the best place, like the easiest place. And that's going to be open with my new uh, 
you know, after work with my new schedule, found it great, kind of had an idea of where it was, but it has a little bit, <laughs> so I'm going and it has a little bit of a hidden driveway and I took what I thought was it, but it was one of those things where it's in the parking lot, but like in a large parking lot, but it's parking lot is sequestered. So you can't get to it without going over like a curb and some lawn. <laughs> so I actually had to leave this shopping center, go through like two lights to get down and make a U-turn to come back through the light to go in this gas station parking lot and then to get to the place where I could take the admissions test. And I proceeded then, of course, to wait in line because me and everybody else was waiting till the end of the month to get their admissions test. So I waited for about an hour in a line to get the test. And thankfully, once I got in the line, you really couldn't get out of it because there was a part I was going to say, like, I'm like, wow, I'm impressed. No, I yeah, okay, you were trapped. This. Yeah, okay, got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. that helps. But <laughs> there was the, oh man, I got to make, oh, I missed my right turn and now I've got to make a U-turn and then I thought of you and your, <laughs> I have to make a left and it's all ruined. And had to realize that is part of my trap as well. Because, you know, the idea of like, oh, these people just saw me, which, by the way, nobody's paying attention. But like, <laughs> oh, now everybody just saw me drive past and like have to make the U-turn and like, who cares? But that is one of my thinking traps. If I don't know, if I feel like I don't know what I'm doing and then I feel as if other people are looking at me like, ugh she does not know what she's doing, uh, then it is a, tends to be a no-go or it takes a lot of self-talk to just, just say, like, this is just a false, I don't know, a false understanding of what's actually happening here. Just go get the emissions test. I totally know what you mean. And um, in one of the articles I read online uh, in um, uh, Mindset Health or whatever.com, they talked about mind reading. And mind reading is like is one of the traps where we, we're sure other people are thinking and they're assuming the worst of us. And I will say what makes this mind reading a hard one for me is I'm a really good guesser, Brianna, mm -hmm. and that knowledge doesn't make it uh, easier for me to ignore. Like a lot of times people are like, nobody's even thinking about you. I'm like, they are. And they, oh, and I've overheard them saying it. I was right that time. That means I'm right. Every time everybody hates me. Um, they all think I'm a weirdo. Uh, usually it's along the lines of me being weird and that's not necessarily inaccurate either. Right. So I have to deal with that. And so I do understand the, um, yeah, we got to get out of here because God knows what these people are thinking. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've totally been in comedy shows or been in weird um, like group situations where I feel like I wish we could just have um, some sort of a race memory thing like that. Um, the movie, what was the movie with Will Smith and um, Tommy Lee Jones men in black where I had that men in black, like little flashy thingy to be like, let's we're going to, we're going to bring back me entering this party right now. We're going to, we're going to have to redo this situation because um, nobody should survive this with this impression of me in their mm -hmm. brain. Uh, and, you know, and, and in that instance, like, um, <laughs> I remember telling myself once when I fell down some stairs doing an orchestra trip uh, at the Capitol in Florida, in Tallahassee, yeah. I was yeah. walking down the spiral staircase. I slipped on my high heels that I rarely wore. Um, I, my, Violin went over the railing and I was not going to drop it. I was so glad the case held and my dress went over my head, Brianna. Oof. And then I got back down and then I had to be the concert mistress. And in my mind, I told myself nobody noticed. And then I performed the concert and we were all wearing the same outfit. So I thought that might make me blend. Now, little did I realize I was a minority child in a very white Capitol building. At the time, there weren't a lot of minorities just in Florida, let alone in the Capitol building of Florida, circa 1982, let's just say. And uh, no, 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 no. The, uh, the House of Representatives dude uh, was like, we were so worried about you. I'm so impressed that you came back after that and played so well. And I was like, this is terrible. Like, this is the worst <laughs> moment of my life. I am so glad you're an important person in the government. And I am 13. I want to die. 
And so these instances have led me to believe that people are thinking things. But one, um, he was complimenting me, Brianna. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my brain did hear that. All my brain was like, you saw my underwear is all my brain. <laughs> all my brain could put together. You saw my underwear in those really bad, like, beige pantyhose that you used to have to wear. The ones that always, like, the crotch always drops down. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you saw my underwears you know in these beige pantyhose and i just want to go home but luckily it's only a 15 hour bus ride back so that won't be something i have to live with for the next part of my whole life (laughs) (laughs) uh but the point is those type of episodes make it harder to fall into like to not fall into the trap of mind reading just know that you don't know everyone's thoughts all the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um to maybe just disregard like some of the, that kind of thinking when possible. I will just say for me when possible, because that is a tough one for me. Um, yeah, but no, I've been wrong. Uh, I've been totally wrong where I thought somebody absolutely hated me and it turned out they wanted to ask me out. They just felt so self-conscious and because I was defensive, they thought I hated them and it was like a rom-com except for a lot dorkier and it only lasted one date uh, where we saw Better Off Dead, and uh, yeah, we weren't a match. But oh. <laughs> yeah, which of course makes me want to say, uh, I want my two dollars. <laughs> it does. <laughs> but I appreciate you talking about the um, the mind reading because that too can um, that to me speaks a little bit to what we've talked about both of us having which is that sense of I can tell the future yes they call it fortune telling but that sense of I can tell the future and it's always going to be bad (laughs) that sense of um and and right both of us have developed that in sort of a coping as as a coping mechanism uh, which is helpful but it definitely can go awry so yes it's important to have situational awareness to understand what's going on around you and for me it's been very helpful to just be able to come up with a few scenarios <laughs> to uh, identify like well what's the worst that could happen here and then be prepared for that where that again where that goes awry is if I walk into something or I walk into essentially everything and all I see uh, is how things could go wrong Uh, and because right we just talked about it there's not there's very little that's going to always go right or always go wrong it's going to be somewhere in the middle so being able to walk into a situation and get a feel for safety is great safety first uh, but I don't have to assume every time I walk in somewhere that only the bad things are going to happen and that's definitely a that's definitely a thinking trap that I have had to work to identify the um, to get a better I'll say ratio of positive to negative in that. So walking into somewhere new, especially the new things, like I just talked about, somewhere new where I don't know what I'm doing or where I feel like I don't know what I'm doing, uh, being able to walk in there, kind of think about, okay, how's this going to go? And just leave it at that. Get an idea. How could this go? Might go well, may not. And, And follow what I work on now is following up with, and I'll be okay. Even if, you know, the worst thing happens and I say the wrong thing or I do the wrong thing, it'll be embarrassing or mostly I worry sometimes I think about being uh, embarrassing or, as I said, not looking like I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, But I'll survive that. It will not be the end of me. I'll go on. I'll think about it, right? I have my time limit. I usually think about things for about 36 hours. <laughs> I ruminate. And then after about 36 hours, meh, it's fine. I'll be all right. I love that because I think that is like self-knowledge and just knowing how you're going to work your way out of it, I think is a really great tool for fall, you know, for getting out of a negative thinking trap. Because one of the things that I do is I try to... I try to identify where I'm going to win. 
Do you know what I'm saying? For instance, like even if things are really terrible right now, I like to think of it as sort of a movie, you know, that in a movie, mm-hmm. there's a three act structure or in plays, there's a three act structure. People who are familiar with story structure know that at the bottom of the second act or in what some movies call the dark night of the soul is when everything goes wrong. And mm-hmm. when I'm feeling particularly catastrophic about the future, and I think catastrophize, catastrophizing is another one of those thinking traps that kind of goes along with fortune telling. It's like that, but even worse, right? I imagine, okay, let's say this is the bottom of the second act and I'm having my dark night of the soul where you lose your dog or your best friend dies or, you know, in different movies, you'll always notice that something happens. E.T. is getting ready to die. Something like that happens. The hero is going to do something. And there was a movie and I can't remember where it was, but the a, an older man tells the woman, um, we're all heroes in our own story. You don't have to be the best friend. You get to be the star. And I love mm-hmm. that concept. And so when we tell ourselves the story of the hero, even if in our mind at that moment, we're thinking this is where it's all going to go wrong. I like to flip that and say, but imagine this is the bottom of the second act. This is the dark night of the soul of this moment of the movie of my life. What would my character do if they were going to win? And it's going to be a happy movie, Brianna. I've said this before. No, no, no. On the dark indie films where nothing works out for anybody. We're not Mm -hmm. making that kind of movie. Uh, We've got all the budget in the world. We don't need any awards. We need to win. We need a happy ending. So (laughs) let's go that way. And also, also, if you really want to go for a tragedy, you have to try for the happy ending for it not to work out. Okay, you have Mm. to try for it anyway. So even if you're stuck in an arty movie of some sort that I really hope that you will get out of with me, uh, you can go ahead and plan, like, what would the hero do? Where would the winning moves move? Because it brings me back to that one date I had with the monster truck slash dirt bike rider guy. And he said this, after you get in your first major dirt bike ride, uh, wreck rather, you start seeing all the rocks in your path. And this is a very abbreviated version of the story because I'm thinking that I've gone on a lot of tangents already and we're only like a half hour into this episode. So (laughs) if you're looking for rocks, you're going to run into rocks. So, but you can't not acknowledge that there are rocks. So when you really get into sort of doomsday thinking or fortune telling about a bad future or catastrophizing, one way is to see where it could go wrong and steer yourself to where the path is clear. Look away from the rock. Steer to where it's clear. Look for what can go right. Think of what a winner would do. Think of what the hero of the movie would do in the happy, good, not art film version of your life. Mm-hmm. I always appreciate hearing that story and be being reminded of how important it is to be aware of what we're, you know, to be aware of what we're focusing on. And I appreciate too hearing, <laughs> hearing you remind us that catastrophizing is another one. Because <laughs> I think with that fortune telling, it, it, that's a natural one for me is just obviously looking for what's the worst that could happen in an effort to be prepared for it. But um, one thing I will say is in, in doing this and becoming aware of, you know, the positivity work that we were, we started doing uh, that positivity fest with our coworkers really helped to identify. I didn't have, I didn't in the beginning have words for, you know, terms I'll say for some of the things that we're talking about here, but I do think it was just knowing I, I'm, just having that sense that negativity, <laughs> negativity was getting me down. I think um, ident- just I generally identifying there is negativity and I'm getting trapped in it. I don't have, you know, terms for all the specific traps that I've set for myself, but I just know that uh, I, I, I need something different. And so working on the positivity really helped to, as I said before, it, it didn't eliminate the traps. It didn't make, make everything magically wonderful. Um, but being kind of almost like it, it feels a little bit like if we're going <laughs> to I sometimes think about it like quicksand. So if I'm on the rim of the quicksand and I think, 
Okay, so if I'm on the rim of the quicksand, you can I can see it better to try to avoid it. And I guess I I don't I'm I'm losing the metaphor here. If I get a little bit trapped in it, it's like I get only one leg gets trapped if I can see it. <laughs> and then it's easier to get out of. I don't know. I'm losing that metaphor other than to say being more positive, having a a a wider, what I would consider maybe more accurate view of what's actually happening allows me to see the traps to try to avoid them. Or if I do get into a trap, it at least helps me to not get pulled into it for very long. I think when we were talking before the episode, um, I think that kind of the image I used was water so I might be in the trap but it's more like the water is like knee deep or maybe even just shin deep versus up to my shoulders and so that to me is what positive this positivity work has done is just to help me be able to weather or um or 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 get through I guess some of these traps without it really pulling me down and keeping me there for a long time Yes, I love that. Remember, we were talking before uh, before the show about that because I am the king of like that kid that kid who's always drowning in like the ocean, but he doesn't realize that if he just stood up, he wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that beforehand. <laughs> and I do think that that it can really be like you feel like, oh my god, everything's terrible. But if you just stood up, you'd realize, oh, the water only comes up this high. Um, and in my mind, I like to think of some of these negativity that uh, negativity traps or these negative thinking thoughts or whatever patterns that it's sort of like an angry junkyard dog behind a fence right like i need to get over this really difficult like i got to get over there to get the ball or whatever you know have you ever had that where like the ball is yeah. over there and, there's under... and so um and that angry dog that hungry like mean dog is that part of my brain that is trying to sort of get me when I'm going through this, this hard time. And what I've got to do is by recognizing, okay, this dog isn't angry. He's not, he's just hungry. I need to give him some, something to eat to keep him occupied. Right. And then I'm going to go grab my ball and I'm going to hop back over. And I think just recognizing like where, where is that part of my brain? Where is that hungry, angry dog in my brain resting so that I can give them some sort of red meat or some sort of snack to occupy them while I tiptoe around this difficult part of my life. Because like one of the things that they mentioned in that article, and I love that they have names for things because for me, negative thinking traps are just one big thing, right? They're just this Mm -hmm. wall of stuff that my brain does that makes it hard for me to be positive. But I loved one of them and it happened to me in comedy all the time. They mentioned, they called it labeling, but basically what it is, is, um, and they, they also had one called generalization, but this was like an extreme form of the generalization one. And the idea behind it was that if you saw like one little single thing, it meant everything. For instance, for me, when I'm doing a comedy show, everybody's laughing, but there's like one guy in the front with a disapproving look in his arms folded. And I am literally dying up there because of that guy. I don't hear any of the laughs. All I see is that guy not enjoying himself and I think I'm terrible and I'm horrible. And then every once in a while, that guy will have the nerve after ruining my show for me, right? The nerve of him, Brianna, you know, existing and looking with a face expression and maybe (laughs) putting his arms folded because he's cold, which is another thing that people do that doesn't always mean they're not responding well to you, Brianna. Sometimes they're cold. And him coming up and saying, hey, that was pretty good or something. And I'm just like, you ruined everything. Uh, so to just watch what I'm paying attention to. A lot of times I am very concerned with not doing a good enough job, right? I think I'm not good enough. And so I'm constantly looking for evidence that proves that for me to counteract. And I would be a lot better off. And when I catch myself in that kind of thinking, to remind myself to not have such a narrow view, to just broaden my perspective so that I take in all of the evidence and not just look at that guy. Um, Because I'm missing out on the part of life where I'm succeeding. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and we've talked about it before, uh, that idea that part of this positivity work and, and what we had to work through as we identify some of the 
our negative thinking traps or patterns is understanding that thoughts are not facts. And that one, right along with recognizing the black and white thinking, just I pull that out thankfully less frequently now, but in the beginning I had to just keep saying, oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, but thoughts aren't facts, thoughts aren't facts. Um, because I would have that same experience. You see someone with a scowl on their face or you, it, uh, that's the, I mean, that's a big one, right? Because you're like, all of a sudden you see someone with a scowl and fierce and you're like, oh, what did I say? Or what did I do that? you know, somehow wasn't, uh, wasn't what was expected. Um, or people are just going about their business and you just are assuming that one of the, one of the ones I sometimes do is that, you know, when people are doing something that's hampering my way through life, uh, there's that assumption that they're doing it on purpose. When they're yes. probably, they are not, they are not doing it on purpose. They're just being a human in the world. Uh, but, but they're in my way. <laughs> they're in, in my, my way. way, right? And I've talked about it here quite a bit. Uh, positivity, negative thoughts, uh, and traffic <laughs> being a big one for me that could, that used to be able to just kind of like flip that mood. Uh, but now it's more like, hey man, that per person's just probably, I don't know, maybe they really have to go to the bathroom or <laughs> maybe they're late for work or it doesn't matter. They're not actively out to uh, ruin my day or my experience here on the road. And just reminding myself thoughts aren't facts, um, whether it's about other people, whether it is about myself, it um, has really been helpful in avoiding um, those traps or if I've been caught in a negative trap in that um you know in some way reminding myself especially reminding myself especially when I kind of come to realize like oh something doesn't feel right here and it's like oh because I've been very negative for an extended period of time the thoughts aren't, you know, examining what's going on. And if it's thoughts aren't facts, just using that phrase to just start reframing what's going on and trying to find a way, um, trying to find a way out of that particular trap. Yes, I, I really appreciate the thoughts aren't facts because I will sometimes use, I will, I will see something coming up like one or two times and see it as something that is always bound to happen if I'm in the wrong mood. Uh, and then the other side of it is if I was right one or two times about things going wrong, I'm sure that it will always go wrong and that I cannot possibly be wrong about things going wrong. And it just sort of spirals into itself in this nice little snowball of negativity, uh, you know, that crashes with me, you know, being in tears in public or possibly, crying in my car or just being incredibly angry and then exhausted by that anger. And then a lot of fried food seems to come in. Um, <laughs> these things come together to make my life less than optimum. And I've started to get a lot better. I think the key is to just recognize that these are traps that I, my fear of the monkey's paw universe has often caused me my, my my not knowing that I can throw a piece of meat to the dog that is not really an angry dog, it's just a dog that needs a little something to eat, has caused me to walk the long way around, Brianna, mm -hmm. to try and just avoid where I need to go. And um, sometimes a long way around doesn't actually get you where you think you're going. You just mm -hmm. You just walked in a big, giant circle and you never got inside. And I think one of the big benefits about looking at some of our thinking traps is that it allows us to recognize where we're walking in circles you're never going to win this way and to just look for a way out and one of the greatest things about a negative thinking trap brianna is you'll get out of it because you you can't go anywhere when you're in it mm -hmm. do you know what i'm saying like you're literally trapped you the only way is to think your way out and eventually being in there just gets so damn painful um your brain like like i'm um uh, I used to say that pain is the call of something better. Mm -hmm. The more it hurts, the more some people say it's the call of God. Do you know what I mean? The more you look for a bigger answer. Um, but it could just be that inner, the more it hurts, 
that you're calling yourself to a better life. And so when you found that you're in a lot of pain, uh, particularly mentally, mental pain, take a look to see if you've fallen into one of these traps. And one of the traps could very well be, um, and we were talking about it earlier in the break, that I am taking my physical pain or my health issues. And I'm thinking that it's just my thinking that's making mm -hmm. me hurt and mm -hmm. not realizing that sometimes it's, uh, as we what was, we were talking earlier, sometimes it means, um, you know, there's a trip to the doctor that's in order. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to just, and we've, we've talked about this before, we've done a whole episode just on like night, kind of touching on that idea of negativity bias, that we are hardwired uh, for seeing the negative as a survival mechanism. So just being, a, I, I just, you know, putting that out there <laughs> because I used to have a lot of, <laughs> this will surprise you, I'm sure. I used to have a lot of negative thoughts about being negative. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, you know, just a lot of negative self-talk around, well, why can't I just be more upbeat or why am I not happy or why is everything going wrong or feels like everything's going wrong? And I think part of it is we are just, again, that sense of we are hardwired for negativity bias. But I think, too, it's important to say that sometimes um, there really is something going on. So. Um, and, and let me rephrase that. Sometimes it's more than needing practice with positive thinking. Sometimes we need help identifying our negative thinking traps. And maybe that is help from a friend or a trusted friend or a trusted family member. And sometimes that is finding help uh, from a professional. So I've talked about it here before, but just the value for me of participating in talk therapy to not only identify what it is that I was doing or the, or the negative kind of traps that I was getting caught in, uh, but then identifying how I can develop techniques to as much as possible, change that way of thinking or alter that way of thinking so that it was trapping me less often and for not as long of a period of time. And I, I, I just mentioned that because we've been doing this work for a really long time, you know, working on our positive mindset, um, and I feel like both of us have done a lot of really good work in that way. Uh, but I also have had uh, help in, in, in cultivating that or in doing that or, or breaking some of my um, patterns to find healthier ones. So I don't ever want, I just say that because I don't want people to think that, you know, you have to do it by yourself because you don't. Absolutely. and. I do think seeking professional help or even peer help can be very beneficial when you're trying to change your life for the better in general, uh, and particularly when it comes to negative thinking traps, especially if there's like a group of people that uh, share something in common. And what I'm referring to as far as peer help groups are things like support groups and 12-step groups. If you have a lot of negative if you have a lot of like negative thinking traps regarding food or body appearance or romantic life or uh, substances or something like that, there can be many or a health issue. You can go to your hospital and find a support group that will help you through that. Or you can go to the internet and look up a 12-step group. It's amazing how many 12-step groups there are out there. And mm -hmm. they do supply some interesting literature to read over. And I've found a lot of comfort there for also the right price because therapy is very expensive and I have rarely had the insurance that will, especially as a person who's self-employed a lot, that will pay for that. And I don't, I hadn't always had the money. And I will say that there is, what is the phrase that they have in those groups? Take what you want and leave the rest. There's mm -hmm. plenty there that I found that I needed to leave. However, there was quite a bit of 
of things there for the taking. And one of it was just not feeling as alone and also just hearing other people say things that I related to so strongly that were some of the negative thinking traps. I felt I was inherently unlovable. So I felt that I needed to sort of find a guy and sort of trick him into loving me anyway. And that was a very dangerous trap. I used to say that I had limited emotional equity and I didn't like any of the men in my price range, right? So I was looking for Mm -hmm. like a good deal. And the solution wasn't to just try and find a fixer upper, Brianna. The solution was for me to build some emotional equity in myself. And so I took the time to build up my self-esteem and build up my thoughts about myself. And so that when I went out and looked at what was on the market, I would say, no, I'm not going to fix up that haunted house of a man. I will find someone who is in my price range. And for me, it wasn't the perfect guy. It was the perfect guy for me. Because frankly, Brianna, I I have built up my self-esteem. But if I had the perfect guy, I would worry that I would lose him constantly. I need somebody where I know where I got the bargain. And that's why I love the fact that my guy's kind of cheap. I think no other woman will deal with this. He's so (laughs) handsome, Brianna. Uh He's so handsome and he's so industrious and he's very old school masculine and I see women hitting on him. But when every time we're arguing over how we're going to try and fit everything in that one bag that you can get in for cheap, I think no other woman (laughs) could go for four days with this little luggage. I'm set for life, Brianna. And I know. And that to me is my version of positive thinking. Like, this is why this is going to work out for me. I see. I see the angle. Nobody else is going to be able to, you know, deal with, you know, bargain insert whatever it is or do you know what I'm saying like he's excited that I have a 2000 Honda and despite the fact that we could definitively afford better afford better cars we're both like yeah we'd rather spend the money elsewhere for me that's on junk food for him it's on I don't know keeping things in the bank I don't know what he does um <laughs> but it means he gets to retire early which I love mm-hmm. oh yes I think that's um well, you know, I always love hearing David's stories, so <laughs> that's great. He's but great I, for me. <laughs> right. For me, I, I think that's another really good, um, I don't know what the word is. I think that's another really good plug, I guess, for self-awareness, uh, that we understand what we need and we start to understand where our negative thinking traps are about ourselves to be able to understand how we bring those into our wider picture of the world. And I do want to just back up to say, because I think it got a little bit convoluted, that I do understand uh, that that there is a difference between, I, I, I've experienced, I should say, that there is a difference between um, positive and negative thinking and truly having um, some challenges from a mental health perspective. And I think for me, what I was trying to say before that I may not have quite so well is that um, working on the positive mindset and then kind of getting getting that more positive perspective allowed me to see that there were more things going on than, oh, I just need to be a better positive thinker. So I think that's the point at which it was, you know, important for me to identify. I think I just need a little bit more help professionally working on whatever this is that's going on. And from there was able to identify some more or or get a little bit more specific about some of these um, thought patterns in the way, again, that sense of the way that my brain works so that I could uh, work on that and find ways to combat is the only word that's coming to me and I don't want it to be that confrontational <laughs> so that I could just find ways to work on that um, to help me just experience life in a more positive, fulfilling, healthy way. And I'm really grateful um, that I was able to, you know, that that was open to me. And the other part of it is then as well, just having that positive, as you talked about, having that positive peer 
uh, support as well. So you and I having started that work um, and then just even though we were, you know, uh, no longer in the same physical location, but we stayed connected and were able to continue that work. I feel like um, those are those I point to as really important opportunities for working to avoid the negative thinking traps, to have that more positive mindset, and then of course to have a a more fulfilling, I think, experience for, I mean, I just feel like for life in general, uh, and then be able to weather some of those, you know, weather those times when not just when negative things happen or not just when we have the negative traps, but like legitimately when stuff goes bad. I don't know how else to say it because it's still, you know, the world is still the world and we're still people in it with other people and things aren't always going to go great as we have all experienced um, at some point or another and especially over this last year and a half. And I feel like all of that work we've been doing is what's really helped me to, for the most part, stay pretty positive and then identify when things are starting to slide, when I need to really step out and ask for help. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's the key about some of our negative thought patterns and these like negative traps, these like like these negative thinking traps, is they're called a trap for a reason. It's not this giant sign that says, you know, beware ye all who enter here. You know, it's it's very subtle. It starts happening. And I think that's one of the hardest things to realize is when it started. And I think being on the lookout for like what you typically what happens. Like the always and never is always a great thing, like you'd mentioned. And then there was another one that they brought up, which is a big one with me. And I think we've talked about it before, as well as the shoulds. I should mm. be able to, whenever I hear should, it's like stop shooting. I love that phrase, stop shooting all over yourself, because it mm. sounds like something else and it's easy to remember. And the second that word should comes out, it allows me to go. Whoa, 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 wait, what should I do? Oh, should I? And it immediately gives me that trigger. So, like, always, never, should, these things can really help us recognize when we're about to start one of these patterns, because then we have a shot at clarifying our perspective so we can deal with what's really happening instead of what our brain is trying to create, you know, out of, out of, a, out of a sense of safety. Because I, I do feel like, I do feel like the negativity trap isn't that negative things aren't happening. They def definitively could be happening. It just, mm -hmm. what did something said at the beginning, somebody wrote at the beginning of the pandemic, um, they thought, they knew that stressing, like stressing out over the pandemic wouldn't solve it, but it may make them less likely to be able to solve what they could. Mm -hmm. And I really do appreciate that way of thinking because we're very much not about that toxic positivity where you pretend nothing bad is happening. I'm not saying the building isn't on fire if the building's on fire. I'm saying let's stop staring at the flames and look for where it's safe to walk to try and get out of this building. And mm -hmm. I think that recognizing when we're getting into that trap where we're getting ready to be overwhelmed by life that can be very challenging sometimes or sometimes I can – and and I don't care. It doesn't have to be burning building challenging, okay? It could be, oh my God, none of these clothes work right and this blind date is happening in 20 minutes and I'm ready to melt down kind mm -hmm. of burning building, okay? That mm -hmm. could feel just as much as a Bernie, I swear to you, as, as, as any real crisis. I think I'm better in regular crises than I am with that U-turn or that date or that <laughs> embarrassing situation or that... Oh, I swear to you, there was this picture that was taken to me at a Chinese buffet that just, even just thinking about it now, I swear to you, it looked, it looked bad, Brianna. It really looked like I should be in a scooter. I told you about this whole scooter. Like, that's my ghost of Christmas future is like just being like so big that it's hard for me to walk just, and then I have to be in a scooter at Walmart, you know, asking for things off the top shelf like Crisco. And I just... I don't need that in my life. Do you know what I mean? And so I know when I'm like my friend, 
my friend Chris saw it. And he's like, one that doesn't look like you. I'm like, it's me. That's me. That's me in the Chinese buffet. And he's like, get rid of this photo. You need somebody in your life to say, <laughs> get rid of this photo now. Stop staring at this photo. This is not ghost to Christmas future. This is just an unflattering angle and maybe get rid of that shirt. <laughs> well, and, and that is, yes, you do need someone, I guess. <laughs> Who's going to be able to tell you those things? I think this is good as well to to, and we talked about the buddy system before. But as far as just being able to talk through, okay, I'm negative right now. I need to get out of this. But I think too, if we're really looking at how do we avoid the negativity trap, there can be the time. I mean, it's not necessarily tough love, but it can be you sometimes what I found helpful, obviously, we've talked about it before, is an accountability partner for for that. So somebody that you've talked to, you know, you're my person, um, somebody that you've talked to and who knows what some of your traps are so that they can gently and lovingly call you out on them if the time is right and if they're a trusted person who loves you they know what that is most of the time um or they get it terribly they... wrong she says falling into a negativity <laughs> trap worried that i've gotten it wrong you have not gotten it wrong um <laughs> no 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 not at all but that there is someone that is going to again in a kind and gentle way push you a little bit on those so that when you're spiraling uh, let me let me back up. So when I'm spiraling, there's someone who's going to point out, you know, but is that really true? Or is that just what you're thinking right now? And sometimes, you know, we've, we've been talking and you've, you've done that little bit of a gentle nudge or the accountability. And I'm like, no, no, that's true. And it's like, oh, okay, well, all right, well, let's work through that then. Um, but, but that there is, if we're looking for just some help, I'm going to go back to that sense of the quicksand. Again, children of the 80s, there was a lot of quicksand on TV. Um, but if we're in it, there's that person who's going to, you know, put that branch across it so you can kind of keep yourself up while they work on getting you out of there. Um, that is just really, can be really helpful because, again, I want to come back to the idea that as we're doing this, um, looking at it from the sense of, cultivating that positive mindset, working on avoiding or at least seeing where our negative thinking traps are, that we don't have to do it alone, especially in the beginning when we're first working on it. Or, you know, even like us, it's, I don't know, almost 20 years in, I guess, 15. Uh, time has no meaning anymore. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's not negative. That's just the truth of where I'm at right now. Um, but uh, so that wherever you are, you just have that extra, almost like an extra set of hands to help you get out of that trap. Yes, I absolutely agree. And there's been many times in my life where I haven't had somebody, to be honest, to do that, or I didn't feel like I did, I should say. So the reality was I didn't because I didn't reach out. It was very hard. And I mm -hmm. do think not to put a plug for our podcast, but it doesn't just have to be this podcast. It could be any podcast or books or video channels that you subscribe to, or even a journal or even a dialogue that you have with yourself in a lot of ways where you imagine somebody speaking back to you. I'm very good at the pretending kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I, I like to say I never grew out of my imaginary friends. Um, they just They just got better at helping me solve my problems. They got more mm -hmm. useful. And so instead of getting on our spaceship today, we're going to be discussing why it's not so horrible that I, I don't know, I farted at the seventh grade assembly, which really happened. Um, it happened, it happened, it happened. So I, uh, so I do think that kind of thing can be helpful. And then Byron Katie had a really interesting, she has this thing called the work. And whenever you're in a negative thinking trap, it could be helpful to use her four questions um, and I'm totally lifting it from her. So if you want to just Google Byron Katie, the work, you can learn more about it. But her four questions are always, is it true? Can you absolutely know that it's true? Which I think is very clever of her. Uh, number three is, how do you react when you believe that thought? And then the fourth is, who would you be without the thought? 
And it's just a really interesting mm-hmm. way to self-examine and to sort of see, am I in a negative thinking trap? And a lot of times, a lot of the things don't get through the first two questions for me. Is it true? Can I absolutely know it's true? And that's where I'm reading other people's thoughts or I'm shooting or I'm doing all kinds of things. They fall apart under those first two questions. So much so mm-hmm. that I usually have to look up the other two questions because I never get there. Do you know what I mean? Like I had to mm-hmm. look up the other two. I just knew the first two. And mm-hmm. I really do think that that can be helpful. And then before you're in the negative thinking trap, um, they mentioned in the article, and I do believe it's true, kind of having a, um, like having positive mantras that you tell yourself over and over again. I've been telling myself I can be uncomfortable. I'm willing to be uncomfortable and I can do hard things. And saying that over and over again before I'm in the situation gives me an opportunity to, oh, wait, this is happening. This is going to be something that's difficult. This is my opportunity to show myself I can do hard things. And I'm doing it before the moment comes. And a lot of people get into, they like hypnotherapy and they like um, journaling and positive affirmations and things like that to sort of build up, to have a little bit of ammunition sort of loaded up in the gun before the fight comes, which I think can possibly be helpful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, you know, the couple of things, and and I say couple or handful, just because for me, that's, it's less intimidating and it's more likely that I'm going to remember (laughs) the things if I just have a few on hand that are kind of those go-tos when, um, when things are are getting challenging. And I think uh, one of the things in, in preparing yourself is because from let me just say one of the things for preparing myself is just um, identifying a couple of positive things about myself so that I can either avoid the trap or if I'm in it, remind myself that's not true. That's not true. Particularly, we talked about just a couple, might have been last week, a couple weeks ago. Again, time has no meaning. Um, <laughs> that. Uh, when we talked about failure uh, and the fear of failure. Um, so to that is a huge uh, trap for me is getting stuck kind of in that, that mindset. And so I just have to remind myself, you know, I have a couple key things of attributes that I try to remind myself of to mitigate whatever's coming down the pike when I start to start, when I start to worry about failing. Um, but having that on hand and being able to remind myself of that, the one about doing hard things, that's when I got from you that I've been using uh, quite a bit, particularly when I was trying to get my emissions test. Uh, but one of the things that came up for me this week was identifying in particular for some of the things that I have been labeling as hard is identifying like a almost like a reframing or a change of mindset to, to realize, oh, that's actually not hard. <laughs> like this thing that I had built up in my mind as being too much or too big, or I can't do this. Um, having an experience of doing it and really seeing that, oh, wait, this isn't actually a big deal. So I can do hard things. So that's true. This just actually isn't one of them. So let's strike that off the list. <laughs> and get myself kind of get myself off the hook or here's a new you know here's one more thing I can do that now isn't going to trap me in some weird negativity kind of trappy spiral thing I love that because I do think one of the big benefits of exploring our negative thinking trapped is that it actually provides us with a lot of clarity and we're able to see more solutions and as a result of that become a more positive person And I do think some of the stuff that gets in the way is mislabeling situations and some of our black and white thinking or filtering out the positive thoughts, mind reading, fortune telling, catastrophizing, uh, negative, just our general negativity bias and just not recognizing when we've actually fallen into the trap, that moment that it happens, not even recognizing that it's happening. But some of the solutions can be things like... um, Looking for those words, those trigger words, always, never, should, be on the lookout for when those occur, you may be falling into a trap. 
thinking of things in terms of it being all ruined is another clue that perhaps maybe you've fallen into a trap. Identifying opposing evidence, like identifying that it's not actually that hard or identifying the places where you've been successful before, recognizing that thoughts are not facts taking in more information regarding what could be positive about it. You can ask yourself some of Byron Katie's four questions. You can find an accountability partner. You can seek professional help. You can work on your own self-awareness. You can also use traditional tools like hypnotherapy and mantras and other things that you constantly remind yourself before the problem arises. And then, of course, you can listen to our podcast and have positive friends mm -hmm. And generally work on yourself and your self-awareness. I forget the last one, but you know, solutions, things are had, great things will happen. Mm -hmm. That's great. And that takes us right into our mission for this week. So we are setting that mission to examine just one of our own, one of our thinking traps. So just one, what's one of your thinking traps and come up with one strategy to avoid falling into it. And we would love to hear from you, your questions, your perspectives on topics that we've discussed. You can email us at positiveviewpodcast at gmail.com. That's positiveview, V-I-E-W, podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and in the next episode, we'll explore the power of positive thinking. Don't forget, new episodes are available every Monday. Please subscribe and take a moment to rate the podcast because it helps more people find us. Also, if you're enjoying the Positive View podcast, share us with your friends. And that is our show for today. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Christy Murphy. And I'm your other host, Brianna G. We'll talk soon. Thank you.